Osceola School District is right outside of Orlando, and we have a very transient population. We have a lot of students whose parents work in the service industry and they might move. Not only do our, our students transient, our, our teachers are transient. A lot of the teachers within our school system are not education majors, so they have no formal education training. So they come into the profession with their own experience within education, which is sometimes many years removed. The last time they were in middle school was when they were in middle school. When you don't have any training, you don't even know where to start. You don't know what you don't know. They come into the profession and they want to change people's lives, but they don't know how. And they don't know that they don't know how until they get into the profession. With the mentoring program, they can guide the teachers in that direction of supporting them through realizing what they don't know and how we can then learn it and how we can make those changes that we need to make. So I, I think it's so important for people who are strong educators to be able to support other teachers. We have 14 campuses with almost 11,000 students and about 700 teachers. Uh, it is a very family-oriented school district. Every year we have anywhere from 30 to 50 new teachers. We had a high percentage of teachers leaving the profession in our district. So we were training, training, training without getting anywhere with it. And so looking at the data and looking at what New Teacher Center told us they could do for us, it was a no-brainer. When we saw what we could do and where we could take it and what we could accomplish with New Teacher Center, it was, let's go for it. You know, they get it. They understand what we need. They understand what new teachers need. We're a really heavy coaching district and we have a philosophy of coaching it's not just about coaching our teachers. We work to coach our administrators. And so New Teacher Center has been a big part of that because as our administrators have learned the tools to work with their teachers, I've heard them using it with custodians, with instructional aides or cafeteria staff. When you get in a coaching mode and you get comfortable with it, you do it all the time. You know, I tend to do it with my family as well. have to sum that up as intentionality. I mean, I know with having been a classroom teacher for so long that you have to make a plan and stick with it, but just thinking about the work NTC is doing in our schools, nothing happens by chance. Everything that we see, all the results that we get comes from being intentional about the conversations that we have with our teachers, with our administrators, and with our stakeholders all together in this project. But we have the common goal. We want to improve instruction. We want to retain high quality teachers for our students. And all of that happens if we're intentional about the support that we provide to them and if we monitor and follow up so that we ensure that anything that they need to make sure that happens is given to them. So just being intentional with conversations and planning for conversations has been a big takeaway for me this year that in order to move this work forward and make it seem productive for everyone, we have to be intentional about the questions that we ask and the data that we collect and reflect on. 
I think that's one thing that we have to always remember, that students are at the center of this work. If we didn't have students, we wouldn't have this work. <laughs> you know? um, so every student is different. Every group of students are different. Uh, when I talk to teachers and they say, well, my first period did this and my second period did this, um, then you have to think at the middle school level, uh, you have to think that's because you had different students there. And that's one thing that I try to get them to look at. And I think the analyzing student learning and knowing the student learning tools really do help you get into where the students are. Having those conversations with teachers at the beginning, and I tried to do it knowing the students tool uh, twice this year at the beginning of the year and about midway through. And I would have liked to have done it at the end, but testing was so weird and we just didn't get to. Um, but anyway, listening to those teachers talk about those students in a way that just proves that they know them. I think that was important. And when they talk about teaching, it's not just teaching content, it's teaching kids. And they look at what those kids need. Uh, I think a good teacher, and I saw this this year, doesn't just talk about teaching English or teaching math or teaching science. They're teaching kids. And so when they think about, well, I have this one kid and I know she knows it. I had this conversation with, uh, with an eighth grade math teacher. She goes, I know she knows it. And we had this conversation about assessing that student's learning. And uh, she ended up doing a, um, an oral assessment, just had a conversation with this child about the test. And she was able to really dig in and see what that child knew and what she didn't know. And it would not have happened had she just been, well, I gave a test and she didn't pass it. So she was able to stop and think about that student, not just the test and not just the content. And I think too often teachers get caught up in, well, I'm an English teacher. And I think they need to start thinking in terms of, I teach English to kids instead of I'm an English teacher or math teacher or science teacher. So the best thing about working with NTC was that it has made me so reflective as an educator. And really that, of course, that's what NTC is, is going to, to really build upon is making us more reflective because I wanna be more reflective so that my teachers can be more reflective. And I want my teachers to be more reflective so that their students will be more reflective because we wanna always be continuously growing and improving and learning, um, whether it's a kindergarten kid or whether it's a teacher or an administrator, we, we always wanna be improving and, and um, striving to be um, the best that we can be. And so I felt like NTC continually had me looking at my practice, continually had me reflecting on um, things that I was that I was doing, things that I was intentionally doing, things that I was uh, not intentionally doing. Um, it was just so, so reflective. This whole process has just been so reflective. Um, whether it was the good, the bad, or the ugly, um, we would, uh, my coach and I would look at um, the videos from, from when I was coaching um, my teacher and we would look and we would look at things that um, that maybe that I did well, like some of the successes where um, where one of the teachers had had used something that we had talked about in our coaching session, and it was successful. 
And then we'd also look at the bad stuff where I had missed an entry point or I had messed up with this or I, I had used the wrong type of language here. Like I should have used the coaching language in that situation. And um, just looking at whether it was a mistake that I made or it was a success that that had happened, there was always something to build upon every single time. And actually, it, it almost was even better when you made the mistakes because that was more of a reflective process than when everything went well. Um, I know that's kind of weird to think of, but but even in the mistakes, it, it felt like the mistakes were, were when I really got to dig down deep into, okay, so let's look at what wasn't successful about that and how can that improve the next time? Um, and I'm kind of a perfectionist. Like I wanted it to be like a home run the very first time that I did coaching and it wasn't, it totally wasn't. It was. There were lots of mistakes that I made, but every time, um, every time that I've got to engage in coaching, there's always been something better. Um, every single time there was something that improved. It was something that went better. Um, and I liked that. I liked getting to see how I really was growing as a coach um, and how my teacher was growing um, as a teacher and how his students were even being affected by it. It was every time there was something positive that came out of it. Even if there was a bunch of mistakes, every time it got better. And so that's what I love about NTC. It's just, it's so reflective on every level and every stakeholder in the process um, is looking to improve. And that's what we want, you know, that's what we ultimately want. So when I came in, I was I was new to um, to a district level position. I was new to curriculum, um, just because there had never been a curriculum position in my district before. Um, so I was new to even knowing what that would look like or um, what the expectations kind of were, um, you know, for for my position. Um, and so early on, um, I can I can remember back during the blur of the of those first days. Um, I can remember. Um, uh, hearing about NTC and that I was going to be part of that project. It has been so necessary in, in my position. Um, I I can't imagine what it what a curriculum position would look like without having the foundation that I've gotten from NTC because it's showed me how to really coach teachers, how to really support teachers. And I'm so thankful that I got on board with NTC at the beginning of the new job. It was overwhelming because I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> in the beginning, but now, now they knew what they were doing. So now the pieces are all together and it just gave me that foundation that I, that I want to use. But what I've learned through NTC, I'm going to use for the rest of my career. Um, it has been so essential um, to being better at my practice. I worked with a teacher this year in a middle school, sixth grade math teacher. Her goal from the very beginning was, we're gonna be given this math test um, for our kids and measuring where they are four times this year. And so what she and I did is we developed our own plan to use the analyzing student learning tool that Keanu and NTC provided us and we mapped every single MAP test on a chart, the growth 
of her classes and her kids for this is where they were on this test. These are the standards they met. These are the reasons they didn't meet these standards. What are our next steps? How can I support you in implementing this um, for these kids that are falling below the benchmark here um, so that they'll improve on the next test? And so we did that every time they took a test and we mapped that. And by the time that we did that last one, we saw in some of those special education students that she had, we saw measurable, I mean, very measurable growth. We had so many of those kids that moved out of novice into proficient. Um, and then we looked at a different subgroup of kids that were virtual versus person-to-person -person kids. And we saw some of those virtual kids that we felt like and she felt like were not getting much instruction at home. We kind of revamped some of her planning conversation guides um, and some of her instruction for those kids. And then we took those kids and we kind of looked at that map data for those standards and even those kids we saw growth in those kids. So it was measurable. And it was a combination of her willingness, her hard work, um, definitely Keanu tools, the coaching cycle, um, and our work together. But it made a huge difference in her test scores and her kids and what they knew when they left her classroom a couple of weeks ago. It was amazing. I want to see that every student feels empowered and has agency and that they're able to speak and that they're able to raise their ideas and they're able to feel safe and comfortable and they feel like they belong in class. And I think all of those factors contribute to who you become as a person. So I think that, you know, these school environments really contribute to your outlook on life and what you grow up to become. I want to see that every student is empowered to be the best they can be and they can shoot for the stars. My mom has like told me from a really young age that you define yourself worth and that you need to make sure that you know how good you are, right? You need to be comfortable in your own skin. I need to be comfortable in my brown skin. And I think it's like stuff like that to make sure that students feel empowered in their identity. But then once they do, I think that's step one, right? And then step two is making sure that students can really feel that they can make the change they want to see, which is sometimes lacking in schools, because I think sometimes there can be a reluctance to make change. And I think that's where the lack of student empowerment comes from, is that a school doesn't want to change its established policies, which is a problem. So I think student empowerment is making sure students are comfortable in who they are, making sure they can take initiative and supporting them as they do it. I started teaching TK five years ago. I came from first grade and went down to transitional kindergarten during a time where NTC was really pushing professional development in my district. So I came into a new grade level with professional development and a coach and really thrived over those next two years and then was asked to do training for coaching myself. And after being a coach for two years, I was trained to be a facilitator as well. So I feel like NTC has been instrumental in me continuing as a professional in early learning. And it's been an amazing experience to be a part of all of it. NTC and being coached those first couple of years of teaching transitional kindergarten helped build my confidence 
looking at the standards and continuum of early learning practice and having that strength-based approach where my coach was reflecting to me of the things that I was doing well instead of all the things that I was thinking I was lacking in just really helped me as an educator have confidence in my classroom. And then that carried over into me becoming a coach because I realized, oh, I have this down and I would love to help other educators have that same confidence that I gained from working with a coach. Now becoming a facilitator, it's been amazing to be able to empower so many different educators across the district. It's given us the tools to really focus on building up teachers and then impacting students. And that's the whole purpose. So essentially what I'm doing when I work with different partners, I am really trying to get an understanding of like currently what might they already be doing as it relates to new teacher support or instructional coaching support to just really better understand who they are as a partner and to really try to essentially better understand what their needs are as it relates to a contract that might be already written up and how we're going to deliver on aspects of that or really kind of rework essentially what's there so that it is essentially best supporting their needs and that they're able to get what they hope to get within the time that we're working together. So I think for, you know, especially for some of our partners that are more rural as opposed to an urban place like Chicago, it's a lot of listening and trying to really understand how teachers or mentors time is set up so that we can really thoughtfully structure a program that will build in the essential elements of an induction program or of an instructional coaching program. As we start thinking about equity and talking about equity, you tune your ear to these equity issues. And as you start to have these conversations, you see it bubbling up to the surface. I think it's really impacted our district because we've got a lot of people talking about equity. As the mentors started to talk and have these conversations about equity, they were having these really focused conversations with new teachers around what is a standard and what is the standard asking to do and how are you going to make sure that all students have access to that standard. And the coaches at our high need schools that were working at these same schools look to see what the mentors are doing. And they're like, I want to have those tools. I want to know that information. And so it spread so quickly that in the next year, we started a second cadre. So we then trained them in these practices as well. And it's kind of been spreading through our district. We now have this equity goal within our strategic plan that we're also working towards creating educational equity within our district. And the work that we do is working towards creating educational equity. 